I was not expecting that. I don't think anybody in Sharks fandom was expecting that. <laughs> You'd be remiss if you fell asleep earlier on in that game because uh, Lord knows I took a little bit of a nap. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about this game and uh, and more after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and join the conversation, <laughs> follow us across all the social media apps, uh, that being YouTube, uh, X, Instagram, Facebook, Threads. Uh, you got the Discord. You also got Reddit. <laughs> Shenanigans going down at TikTok. You can check all of that and more out at tealtownusa.com. Hey, and if you're feeling feeling like helping us out, you can always support the pod at tealtownusa on Venmo. We, uh, we love and appreciate all of your donations. They go to Get Eric Better Internet Fund. <laughs> and uh, that would be Puck Guy, Eric, not, not myself. Although I, I did have to get a new computer not so long ago. But this is a different story for a different day. <laughs> I am joined by the, the wonderful and lovely Sharks underscore Jules. We just call her Jules around here. Jules, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. How about yourself? What a game, man. What a game. Not what I was expecting. I was very bored the first two periods of that and like probably like the first 50 minutes of that game. Uh, you know, you're not wrong about that. You know, I, I came home and uh, Denver Doyle, thank you so much. Already uh, on top of it. He's he is. I, I like you, Denver Doyle. Th- th- that was me. Not going to lie. Yeah, he's always on top of it. But uh, wow. Eklund Hurdle LFG. Yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what you want to see from from a team that's in the position that the Sharks are in as far as uh, building on top of it. But we'll get into it soon. Um, but uh, actually, we just kind of just starting off. I mean. We were talking about it pregame, uh, Jules, uh, pre-show, that um, you know the Islanders play this trap game, and I don't know what it is with the Islanders, but whenever we play the Islanders, it's normally like mid-afternoon. It's either on a Sunday or it's on a weekday, yeah. and it, you always seem to like fall asleep during the game. And like I oh, said, 100%. like I got home, I, I finished picking up the girlfriend, you know, and, and came home and, you know, okay, getting on the couch and starting to, you know, starting to watch this thing or whatever. And I'm just so bored. Yeah, and, I had to make a cup of coffee there at one point. I was like, I'm not going to make it through this game and I have to talk about this game. Oh, God, help. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, you know, we honestly, the, the, the first period kind of felt a little weird because in the first 10 minutes, you know, we didn't really see a lot of action. It was kind of just more probative type play. And that, again, pretty, pretty standard for um, the Islanders. They never really like to dictate place of play. They always like to let yeah. the other team. I kind feel of... like they're still stuck in the Barry Trotz era a little of like, oh, yeah. we're going to be very defensive minded. We're going to kind of play pug hog. We're not going to let that basically just like pure possession game, but like a very boring pure possession game. Exactly. Exactly. And kind of wait for the other team to make an, you know, a mistake for them to capitalize. So we didn't really see a lot of action until about that 10 minute mark. And uh, and Gautier would end up getting uh, the scoring going. Um, and it was a one nothing on a wrist shot. And again, kind of a blown assignment in the in the defensive zone. Um, the Sharks defense this game was just off. I like I, like it's I don't know if Emerson just stabilizes this defensive core. I don't know what it is. I'm just calling out Emerson because he's kind of the guy out right now. 
Um, but like the, the defense, this game was just off. People were missing their guys left and right. Like the guy just basically slid down the open middle and just like ripped it, um, for his like second goal of the season. Cause of course it's his second goal of the season against the sharks. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. But, but I think to your point, I mean, we got a couple of, couple of, um, comments from Steve and, you know, we really, you know, really appreciate all the comments because yeah. again, you know, it just, it kind of helps move the conversation, but you know, saying Barzal is completely, uh, you oh, know, absolutely. an absolutely elite player. Yeah. Agreed. No, I think it's more Agreed. of the system that he plays in yeah. um, that really does the, uh, the issue there for him. And then as far as Addison struggling, I mean, I think Addison's been struggling and not going to lie. I think we'll talk a little bit more about Mario Ferraro, but this year has not been too kind for him. But yet and, he's on the trade block. Anywho, and, keep talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to that. And and again, um, why people you know feel as if he's still got. Uh, I mean, look, he's he's playing for a bad team. He doesn't really have a lot of 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 things to play for at the moment. So it can be difficult for for a player to to kind of manufacture what he needs on a daily basis for sure. But. Um, it, we had the reintroduction of Mark Edward Vlasic this evening. Um, I thought he we played thought, well. Thought, yeah, I thought he played well as well. Um, and, you know, I think, as you had said, uh, you know, we've got a, a, a new kid, Ohutiuk, who, you know, this is one of the, the key pieces from the Timo trade. Um, you know, a guy who, you know, we'd love to see become that two-way type of defenseman. Um you know, maybe like a Justin Braun type, but maybe a little bit more, um, a little bit more offensive and a little less defensive than, than yeah, Bronny sure. was. Because Bronny was a two-way type um, defenseman, but he was more, you know, skewed to the defensive end. I think he could be a two-way type defenseman, but more skewed on the offensive end. Yeah. So, um, you know, that first period ended with a 1-1 tie. You know, Hurdle um, ended up getting his goal, um, his fifth on the season with Duclair getting a really great assist. I think we have both talked about Duclair honestly having a really good game tonight and having a lot of chemistry with Hurdle and kind of talking about his future with the Sharks and, and if he'll be here past the trade deadline. I think we, we've got, you know, between you and I are, are pretty in sync as far as who we see as, as on the blocks. But, you know, quickly, you know, we had talked about Ferraro a little bit, but I think Barabanov could be on the block. And I think, you know, a, a guy like Anthony Duclair could add a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, veteran presence, but also a big body and a guy who can skate. Um, oh, no, 100 percent. I mean, in my opinion, they should keep either one of Barbie or Duke. I don't know which one they're going to lean towards. They might trade both, not going to lie. I don't want them to do that. Um, but I think having having one of those two guys around for the future and kind of helping those young guns come in, I, I think doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and then going into the second period, um, you had uh, Brock Nelson with his 11th of the season that came coming on the power play. Um, adopts He's such an underrated player, by the way. Sorry, I keep talking. Oh, oh no, Brock, Brock Nelson, Nelson has, has always been, to me, one of the unsung <laughs> heroes on the island. You know, I think a guy who rides shotgun to... Matthew Barzell quite a bit, but, you know, I think brings an element to that team kind of like Sezikis, right? You know, he might yeah. not always show up on the on the scoreboard, but it's a guy, it's a heart and soul kind of player. So, um, again, I think, I, I think, you know, the team at this point started to kind of regress to what we had been seeing prior to this. I mean, and prior to the Devils game where, you know, I think the – 
added adversity started to kind of get down on them and you could see the team kind of pull back a little bit and and play I mean, more defensively you can kind of see the frustration i think over Boyle and also some of their leaders like hurdle at that point i think was kind of the frustration was getting to him sorokin's a very good goalie they weren't getting much going they they weren't having much offensive juice and it felt like the game could have gotten out of hand like an eight nothing score or an eight one score very quickly at that point in the game so at that point i was just kind of hoping let's not have this be like eight one loss at that point you know what i mean yeah no exactly and and, and like i have been <clears throat> preaching kind of all year you know it's it's the way in which you lose and i know that that's kind of cliche but if you lose you know, five to four, you're going to learn a lot more than losing 10 to one, right? You're yeah. going to understand that you're this close to the competition that you, you kind of gain some confidence with hanging with the big dogs, but then you kind of flip that on its narr- the narrative on its head and you have the team kind of really fall behind and really struggle. And we'll go into the third period because like I said, the second period was pretty lackluster besides the one goal coming in at five twenty seven. Yeah. So, you had Riley scoring his goal um, fairly quickly into the third period. It was because, of, of course, at... he does. He didn't score in like fifty-four games, I think, and of course, the first one's against the Sharks. Exactly on a slapper, and again, you know that's so Sharks shorthanded goal. Um, again, the special teams have been an area for the Sharks that that have just been completely poor this year. Um, you know, five on five play. Better than last year for sure, but the special teams have regressed really hard this year. Yeah, they got to fix the special teams. Like, they were garbage today. The penalty kill, which in past years has been really good, and I don't know why it's struggling so much this year. Um, Like, I don't know, but the penalty kill is typically good. That sucked today. The penal- the power play, I- they just kind of rim it outside and just circle it so they get no inside chances. So it's all just outside easy shots for Sorokin to see or any goalie to see and stop. So, so they got to improve their special teams. Yeah. Yeah. uh, No, I, I totally, totally agree with you there. And, you know, honestly, we, we've, we've seen this team check out and, and after the Pollock goal where it made it four to one and that came in at eight twenty seven on the power play, it seemed like it was a perfect storm of things. Hurdle was in the box, right? He he hung his head down, um, you know, just had no um, no emotional, I would say, like fortitude or not necessarily fortitude, but you want him to be emotionally strong there. You want him to yeah. keep his head held high and you want him to, you know, be the leader that we know he is. And by showing the younger kids, hey, look, you keep your head held up when you go into the box. Yeah, you fucked up, but you also have you also have confidence in your team that they're going to bail you out. And even if you don't have confidence, you still got to fake it for, as if you're a leader. So yeah, I, I didn't love Hurdle's reaction there, but also like like he's supposed to be the leader. But I think at that point, it also took a toll on Hurdle. And I'm not defending Hurdle or anything. I think at that point, like that was I feel like the shifting point of the game where it could have gotten really out of hand or they did what they just did and like, you know, took the game into their own hands. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, thank you, AJ, for reminding us. Please remember to subscribe and uh, thank you for watching. Uh, again, you know, the 
the fans, um, new viewers, old viewers. You know, we try to appeal to everybody. And and again, if you're a fan of the San Jose Sharks or just hockey in general, and just want to get some some understanding, you know, we've got a lot of great programs. We've got, you know, our after darks, but we also have Pucknologists as well. And that's Sundays at seven um, with AJ and Hockey Jerk, and they go and break down all kinds of cool things. And um, <laughs> I think we've got a special cameo by somebody coming up on Sunday as well. So uh, we'll, maybe we'll we'll key in a little bit more on that a little later. But um, kind of going back to the game, again, down and out, team just looked lethargic, didn't look like it was, you know, really, really, you know, kind of lifeless. And then Kevin LeBanc scores at 11.55 on a tip-in shot. Short (laughs) bump. And really, this starts with Nick Ohutuk and, and the way in which he breaks the puck out of the zone and he foots it up himself. And we had talked about this. This is where I think this kid could be special, where he's able to make a split decision very quickly and that decision be the correct decision, meaning hold the puck, carry it through the neutral zone yourself, don't rely upon you know wingers who are off on the change, and start setting up. And he does exactly that. Kevin LeBanc comes in to the left-hand side of the, uh, of the goaltender, and, and is able to put his stick on the ice. And you know what? He sets you know, he sets up for the slapper. <clears throat> Ohutuk, you know, gets it in and you've got the the mad scramble in front and and Banker is right there on the doorstep as a recipient. You know, got a good little chip shot from Banker, but again, all set up by Ohutuk. And we I think we all wanted this piece to be a special piece, you know, especially with how we love Timo. Um, and, and just how much we really appreciated his style of game. Yeah. I don't want to put too much on the kid, and I don't want to put too much on on him being you know the, the, the cornerstone of that piece. But this type of a game, to kind of have this kind of fortitude in the score that they had, bodes well for him. And, oh, 100%. And, and yeah. I think adds an element to that back end that is sorely needed, which is creativity and offensive output. He doesn't just bring the offensive output. He's also extremely physical. Like he is not afraid to hit. And he also has great flow. I don't know who mentioned that in the chat. He has amazing flow. I love that kid's flow. But like, not only that, he throws the body well. He's just, honestly, I did not know much about him when they they got him from the Timo trade, but he's starting to become one of my favorites. And of course he's going to have those like defensive lapses. Like everyone has those. Um, But like, he's just becoming a really reliable two-way defender that the Sharks will, and probably one of the future defenders for the Sharks. Maybe he's the seventh guy. Maybe he's the sixth guy. I don't know. We'll see how things turn out. But I've really liked him so far this year, and I'm excited to see him grow more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I'm, I was glad that he was able to participate in a game like tonight, you know, yeah. where where you could um, come back. And, and this, this is going to be one of those games that's going to give the, the kids some confidence. I think we. we oh, had, 100%. I'm also know, glad to see Banker get off the Schneid. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's in a contract year. Like, you know, like I, I care for the guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to see him get off the schneid. Um, you know, I hope he goes on. I hope he goes on a rip and, and shows yeah, that, absolutely. that, you know, he can still provide to a team and and that, you know, he could he could potentially latch on somewhere and, and you know, maybe the Sharks could get a little asset for him. Um, but, you know, just kind of he, he's been a good soldier. You know, he's original shark, you know, drafted and came yeah. up and. 
You, you like James to take seven. Care of- Sorry. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to move on now. Oh, um, my goodness. <laughs> but we'll get back to the game. Um, Hurdle would then pick it up uh, when they when they had the goaltender pulled. And at this point, it was um, pretty early on. Um, it was about three, three minutes. And I think they pulled him at three minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, so Kakanen came out and they were moving pretty well on, on the back end. And and I don't know about you, Jules. I've been watching the Sharks for for a long time, and it, and it seems like the urgency was never there when the goaltender was pulled. It always seemed like they, you know, Jumbo would take it down the board and then kick it out, and then you know Boyle would kind of <clears throat> do circles in his own zone, and you know whatever, and just not a lot of urgency. But man, they were funneling pucks really quickly. As soon as Capo got out, they were funneling pucks to the net. I felt that there was really good movement. I What'd was not expecting goal? them to score. I was, you guys can, like, I was kind of shocked when Hurdle got that first goal. I was like, okay, nothing's happening. Like, I'm just used to them, like you said, circling the puck, doing basically nothing when the goalie is out. Um, but then when, uh, not Eklund, when Hurdle got the goal, I was like, oh, okay, we're making this close again. And what's nice about this team right now is that they're actually showing compete. Like, even if they're down, like, whatever the score is, they're trying to fight back. And we had saw none of that during the start of the year. And I told this to uh, Landy, but ever since Mike Greer had that chat with them after the like 11 game, 10 game schneid, they've been a completely different team. Yeah, the effort has not been in question. I mean, yes, they've lost some games, but you don't ever like question. Okay, did these guys actually show up? Um, and thanks, thanks AJ for for being Johnny on the spot there with the uh, interviews, uh, questions, and the streams coming from. Yeah from the um, from the Zoom chat, but uh, it's been a long time coming. Hopefully they come in bunches. LeBanc on getting his first goal of the season. Yeah. Ag- agreed. You know, we want to see him do well. We want to see him, um, like I said, if we can get an asset for him, see him, you know, be a contributor somewhere, that's that's good. But um, Hurdle being a contributor to, for his own team, right? That's sixth goal of the season. Granlin and Eklund getting the assist. And I think we're going to point out Eklund here because he's going to be very key um, going forward as far as um, helping out. But this had been after he'd been benched in the second period um, for a play in which we thought Hurdle was more responsible for. But, but I mean, I th- Jules, talk I think, about Eklund's resiliency. I mean, I think up until, like, Eklund, I think every forward had a rough game up until the last 11 minutes, if I'm going to be honest. Nothing was really going for them, if that makes sense. Like, I liked Eklund crashing the net. He seemed to be one of those guys who was just going to crash the net. But, like, what I like about Quinn this year is he's benching Eklund, but it's only for like two to three shifts, and then he just sends him right back out there, or he'll put him on the fourth line for like one shift. I am completely fine with that, and he still puts them back on with Hurdle. But like it's a like uh like Steve said in the chat, it's a long season with with it's a long season. Eklund is still a rookie; he's gonna have bumps and bruises. But I what I like about him is after his benching, he goes out and goes gets two assists and the game winner. Yep. So and uh, you know thanks thank you for leading in with her hurdle getting his seventh and that would come in at eighteen thirty so a minute and thirty left in the game and again Eklund being the the primary driver I mean this play looked dead in in the own in in, in his own zone and then it was able to to start the rush you know hand it off to Barbie Barbie does a great job um, you know starting to set up the the. The, the point and the kind of the creativity along that half wall. And, um, and again, this is a player in which we were talking about, would you rather keep Duke or would you rather keep Barbie? And I said Barbie because of the creativity. It's, it's kind of harder to find players like him. 
Um, however, I mean, Duke adds a lot to a team as well. So either one would be a good piece. But, you know, he, he gets that, that play kind of started in the offensive zone. Eklund kind of picks it up from coming through the neutral zone and, and reestablishing himself in the zone and then finds a completely wide open hurdle on a beautiful cross-ice pass. I mean, Hurdle just literally taps this effort in. Like, and... I, I love Hurdle. That was all Eklund there. Like, that pass just was, like, that's why they drafted the guy. Like, he's ridiculous. It was just a ridiculous pass. And y'all know I'm av- an avid Eklund supporter. Like, that was that was all Eklund and Hurdle. Easy tap in for the hat trick. And Hurdle also had a fabulous game. Like Puck, I said eight days ago, uh, Hurdle had kidney sur- uh, kidney stone surgery. So, props to Hurdle. And Quinn adding, I, I wouldn't call it fun, but the last three minutes makes you feel good. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah. especially for the team that's had really hard, uh, you know, really hard knocks lately and hasn't been getting a lot of the breaks. And again, breaks come with effort and you've got to put the effort in. And once you put the effort in, then the breaks will come. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, Quinn kind of bringing up the same thing. Puck retrievals uh, not getting cute and... Uh, having a hell of a play to tie it up in the end. Um, again, the Sharks would hold on to the uh, tie going into the overtime period. The overtime was very chaotic. I thought it was very back and forth, very high-paced play. Kakanen did a great job, um, you know, fronting where he where he needed a front. Um, and you know, I think maybe an unsung part of the game was was just how much Kakanen kept them in. Because there were quite a few saves in which it was already 4-1 that you're just sitting there looking like, Kapo, like, what are you doing? You're going to get yourself hurt, man. And yet still goes down, completely spread out in the butterfly and is able to go post to post, make a beautiful glove save. I mean, and and Barzal was sniffing it. And, and again, they, they, they really, I mean... <laughs> Yes, they, they, they collapse, and I think, yes, there was a mental part of it where you know the Islanders have given up a lot. But I also think you can't discount the Sharks kind of picking up on the momentum. Um, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, and, and, and so Capo really did a great job of, of just hanging in there um, and, and, and not letting the game get too out of the, out of the way. So I, I will say this. I am an avid tank supporter. And I know people in the chat, I just saw a few comments being like, RIP our top three pick. Guys, the season's still young. Um, there are still several more games where the Sharks are going to lose. So no. Um, yeah, the this it's fun when you see your young guns and hurdle just completely take over a game. And that's what happened. Uh, and then quickly from Quinn, um, there might have been a lull in his game. I think he's talking about Hurdle. He was getting frustrated, but he's an incredible teammate, and I'm happy to see him get his hat trick tonight. Yeah, definitely about Hurdle. Well deserved by Hurdle. Yeah. yeah, like again, been it's been a rough, been a rough season for him as far as you know trying to shoulder a lot of load. And you know, again, I knew that this player was in there, but he's really kind of elevated himself this season and and you can tell in the way in which he plays you know he now is playing with a like hey you know what i am a number one center this is this is my team so yeah um, good for hurdle i'm really happy to see him hat trick of course that's his seventh goal of the season of course he leads the sharks in scoring um and then we get into that overtime and and eckland i mean just on the two-on-one granlin you know kicking it out to him him just cocking it up and with the beautiful slap shot I mean we both looked at it and you saw the two-on-one and you saw the way in which he was pacing in you're like that's gonna be a goal 
and and as soon as he you know he he hits the brakes probably at the hash mark lets the defender keep coasting with Granlin Granlin kicks it back to him and like I said just cocks it up goes top left hand corner and I mean this is what you drafted him for right I mean you drafted him for this shot and you drafted him for this 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 craftiness and you had mentioned it Jules benched early on in the game you know good on Quinn for for putting him back out there especially on an overtime goal and then Eki just stepping up and just doing doing the kinds of growth that you want to see a player like him have in a season like this. I think at this point we're just waiting for Eklund's breakout game. And you could argue like where the league's like, oh, shit, who's that kid? You know what I mean? Like Hurdle had that with his, um, you know, four goal game against the Rangers. Um, and I think we're at this point like this is probably a start to Eklund just completely breaking out. Um because that was just like he just took that game over him and hurdle just said okay we're gonna do this we're gonna get the sharks back in it and that's exactly what they did also yeah. granlin's been also on fire so props to granlin man um that helped i mean johnny on the spot there with the with the quotes there uh aj really really appreciate it getting granlin healthy our decor's playing better we started to find an identity you guys are accepting roles and also people are starting to find chemistry like quinn's starting to piece together lines that actually are chemistry like you have Duclair Granlin Zetterlin who's been on fire by the way mm-hmm. those guys and then you have uh Barbie Hurdle Eklund and well, I just love how that meshes and and you know honestly we're, we're kind of going back to the Trimo trade if we could have Fabian kind of come in as a as a tweener second third liner and have Ohutiuk be a number two three type defenseman I you know what I would be happy with that you know, I'd be I'd be very happy with that. I think that that would be a fair return as far as you know what the Sharks gave up and what they got back. Um, and Mind you, Quentin Musty's also probably making the NHL. Uh, that so. uh, the, now that is going to be the the firecracker that's kind of added to the to the soup, right? I mean, you you add a player like him who could who could really be an X factor. He's going to be a boomer bust type player, right? I think he's going to oh, be, absolutely. he's either going to be NHL or, or he's going to be, you know, go the way of Rourke Chartier where, you know, we, he's, he's, he's so close and so close to actualizing, but just can't make it. Um, but must I will right put now. this out there. I feel, I think a lot of people, I, I don't think he's going to bust out. I know sharks have history of busting out their prospects and this isn't a prospect, but I, I prospect chat, whatever you want to call it. But I think Musty's is going to be a problem for the league for a, quite a while. And also maybe, yeah, but yeah, I'm not going to go into that right now, but you know, the, that kinda, trade he, is starting to work out very well. He's kind of got shades of Zegras. I don't know if you see that, but I see shades. Musty? Yeah. I see shades. Oh, I see shades of Trevor Zegers there, and if we could have our own Trevor Zegers or or something close to I, that, where he pulls you out of the seat, I would be. I think people may argue Will Smith has more of that compa- comparable with Trevor Zegers, but I see what you're talking about with Musty, like the skill set and his. Him I'm talking about the, the hands. That I'm talking oh, about the mostly hands. Oh, the hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought like Will Will Smith to me, I think he's got the shiftiness of a musty, but I don't necessarily think he's got the hands of a of a musty, or excuse me, of a Zegris. Now musty yeah. has the hands, but doesn't necessarily look like Zegris on the ice. So that's... musty with the physicality and those hands is going to be a problem, which is why I'm not really worried about him busting. Now, if he does, this will be clipped and on Twitter forever, but. We'll see what happens, but Musty is definitely the X factor of that trade, and also not to mention Mukamadulin. 
So. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Mukumadul, and that's another yeah. guy. Um, again, probably a two-way stud, honestly, if I'm gonna be guessing, like just two-way dominance by Muka. Yeah, well, so. him and him and Otuhutuk, I mean, could be could be really nice assets. And again, I, I want to see him and Addison together. Also, like I know Addison wasn't part of that trade, but imagine Mukumadulin and Addison together. Yep. Yep. I'm down. Oh, Sign yeah. me up. No, I mean, you you know, it's it's interesting how, you know, a few subtle moves and and. You know, we all maligned Greer for going after the quantity versus versus the the quality. But I mean, we're starting to see little signs that maybe roll, you know, pulling yourself more up to the craps table and getting more rolls of the dice versus, you know, more heavy handed bets on single rolls of the dice. It, it might work a little bit better for a team that's really searching for talent that needs to mine yeah. as much talent as it can. So. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, uh, Greer brought a really, really good, um, I, I don't know what, maybe a rallying speech or presentation, whatever you want to call it to the guys, but got them at least playing so that it looks like they care. Um, yeah. And like we said, you know, this team does not have the talent to compete for a wild card card spot i don't i'm it's it's not gonna do the, that they are not making the playoffs guys no <laughs> like I, no there's the ducks have a more likelihood of making the playoffs than the sharks do i'm stating an obvious but like they're not making the playoffs they're not competing for a wild card they're still gonna probably pick top five in this year's draft um so yeah the, i'm not worried about that yeah um so kind of going and again i'm um for for anybody, you know, uh, Creepy Coop and, you know, a couple others um, on comparables for Musty, you know, being kind of more of an Evander Kane. I, don't get me wrong. I think from as far as a skating and as far as just the way in which he's present, definitely power forward. I just see the creativity in the hands, I think, more than I did for Kane. Um maybe, I, yeah. maybe more, maybe, maybe Zegris wasn't the right player. Maybe it was more like a troy terry or something where... i will say this i mean i get what you're saying because musty is very skillful with the hands and like there was a goal where he just like toe dragged and just released that baby that's what was, i was talking about like you know what i'm talking about musty isn't gonna bust like i really don't think musty's gonna bust y'all he's not going to he's go i think uh a good comparison might be pavel buchnevich oh okay I think elite prospects when I was researching up Musty and that's why I was so happy is Pavel Buchnevich. I think that's what they had him. Um, just a physical guy with a very elite, not elite, but like high end, like skill set with the hands. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. exactly where I would put him. So, so yeah, no great, great comp there on, on Buchnevich. Uh, Thank you. Elite prospects for that one. <laughs> So anyhow, um, I think we'll kind of shift now more towards the the hot stove a little bit. We'll we'll quickly go over that, and I think we'll end it up here because we're kind of running out of time. We're at thirty minutes, but quickly, um, I mean, what you, we've been hearing from the hot stove, Mario Ferraro coming, kind of kind of coming up in in the trade talks, um, a guy being on the block, you know, a guy who we thought was going to be a cornerstone defensive defenseman. It seems like he he needs to have a, a free range type player like a Burns or a Carlson to be effective in his own zone. He needs to have that creative offensive defenseman for him to to really thrive. And I just don't think that that player's on the Sharks right now. It's not. And I thought Addison would do that for him, and it's not been working out too well. Um, but I I'd be interested in the return for Ferrara. Like 
like I know Oilers just said Philip Broberg might be on the table, so maybe something to look at in there. But like I, I'm like I'm fine trading Ferraro, but like I would like to know the return because he is a young D man and he can still grow and develop, and he kind of got thrown into a very shitty situation. Yeah, I mean, I think on on his high upside, I would call him a number three. I think on the worst case day, he's a number five type defenseman. So yeah, for sure. So you're looking at a at a middle six type defenseman um, and, and a guy who I think can add to your leadership core. A guy who's you're never questioning his motor, um, and you're never questioning the, the the heart and the give that he's got. Um, so, you know, I I would re like you said, interested to see what you would get out of Ferraro. Um, and I guess we've got some, some, you know, scuttlebutt and thank you, Denver. Uh, appreciate all the, 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 um, you know, the, the rumor mill there, but Greer's apparently rejecting trades for Ferraro for a bigger return. What kind of return do you think he's waiting for? Uh Oh, and we just lost Jules really quick, but that's okay. I'll quickly go over this and then I'll try and see if we can't get, um, Jules back on. Um, here we go. Let's see here. Reconnecting, pulling her back in and there we go. My Skype died again. I'm so sorry, y'all. No, you're good. Um, okay. So we were just talking quickly. What do we think Greer's waiting for as far as returns go? I mean, if Greer is looking for more than I see, I, 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 I oscillate between, you know, a B level prospect and a third rounder and a second rounder and a C level prospect. That's kind of the package that I would look for for Mario Ferraro. Um, however, the Sharks the Sharks have some space um with regards to the roster size. So they might take another veteran back. Um and if yeah. they can if they can sweeten the pot as far as what kind of prospect they're going to get back. So let's say for instance, they'll go and take a, you know, a guy who's got four or five million dollars, who's you know got a couple more years left or whatever. You know, if you're going to get an A-level prospect in the second rounder, I'd say let's do that every day, all day. Um, but if he's trying to get a first rounder and a prospect, I don't think I don't know what Ferraro's market value is right now. Like, I don't think it's a first rounder and a prospect. I think it's more likely in the range of what you said, like where it's a second rounder and maybe a C level prospect or a um, third or a like third you know, rounder, a third with rounder an a. and a B. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. I, I don't think you're getting a first round pick for Ferraro, lovingly, <laughs> but unless you sweeten the pot by taking a really horrible contract. Yeah, and and I mean, if you're gonna give up that first rounder, I mean, it's it's gonna be a real shit contract. I mean, probably like a six or seven million dollar hole um, that you're taking. I back. mean, a team to look at maybe Toronto. Yep. Yeah, I think they Toronto defense. Um, young you defense. know, maybe Reeves comes back in that trade because I know they don't love that um, contract down there. I mean, it's not a horrible contract, but you know what I mean? Like something like that where like a team gets off a contract they really don't like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, again, um, I think that the price is going to go up only going towards the trade deadline. I think a lot of GMs right now are trying to get ahead of that. So I think that's kind of why we're hearing a lot of rumors. Um, 
you know, we got some some chat going. First rounder plus a plus prospect. That's that's kind of way too much to me. Um, yeah. We got s- some others kind of saying, you know, can't criticize Greer for rejecting trades without seeing the offers. Totally agree with that. And again, mm-hmm. it, the offers will only get better as you get towards the deadline because people are going to be more desperate. And then A zero one two three four five saying, well, if we got a first rounder for Goudreau, anything's possible. And that's very true as well. <laughs> I still don't know how Wilson pulled that one off. But that's besides the point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and, and I do trust Greer. Um, but like Kevin said, I I definitely do trust Greer. I think at the end of the day, he's going to make the right choice for this trade if he ends up trading Ferraro. But also, the trade deadline is several months away, so I don't see anything happening in the near future. But if he pulls off like a second round pick and a C level prospect who can play either on our third pair in the future or third and fourth line, I will be very happy with that return. Yep, and then uh, finally we'll end it with this. AJ saying, tonight marked the San Jose Sharks' first comeback win of the season. It was the first time in their history San Jose came back from a deficit of three-plus goals with under 10 minutes remaining in the third. So very, very fun. Glad that we got to see that and uh, glad that I was up for that. (laughs) (laughs) And did not fall asleep. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Um, Jules, I mean, I'll let you... uh, wax here for for a second while I get the uh, in case you missed it graphic up. Um, but what's your final thoughts on where the people can find you? Um, yeah, no, good game by the Sharks. The first fifty minutes were boring. The last eleven were very entertaining. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find me at at Sharks Jewels and watch out for World Juniors rosters are coming out. Woo! <laughs> and then uh, in case you miss it, you want to catch us again, check us out on the YouTube Rewind. Please like and subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. That way you get the notifications after every Sharks game. We go live so you'll know that the Teal Town USA podcast is getting ready to rock and roll. Uh, of course, we also have our Sunday show, The Pucknologist, with AJ and Puck, uh, and, excuse me, Hawk Jerk. So come check that out. And again, I think we're going to have a special cameo by uh, by somebody who's co-hosting with me. <laughs> so We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it should be all fun. But uh, also, also check us out across all of your podcasters of choice, whether that be the Apple Podcast Store, Google Play Store, uh, again, on the YouTube Rewind, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, TuneIn. Uh, you've got uh, iHeartRadio and, of course, uh, Odyssey app as well. You can check out all of that and more on tealtownusa.com where we've got a great bunch of uh, articles and we've got uh, some new ones coming in as well. So we've got some really cool stuff on the, on the website. So I really highly recommend uh, heading over there for all your uh, news and info on the Sharkies. So anyhow, uh, my name is at Eric Landy across all the social media garbage. And... Uh, Final thoughts for the game. I'm happy that the team won. I'm very happy that the team was able to uh, build upon um, some success that they've had. Um, good to see that they were able to kind of rise to the occasion. Um, again, not deluding myself on where the team is going to be. Still think that this team is going to be very close to the bottom. We're making the playoffs, baby. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a puck guy, you wouldn't be kidding. Um uh. <laughs> but uh but anyhow um it's uh it's good to see the team grow and again i wanted to work want them to work on fundamentals want the kids to kind of grow up in a system that's not a complete cluster f and and i think that they're trying to do that <laughs> so for everybody here at teal town usa uh we love to say it keep it real and keep it teal and keep it real teal we will catch you after the next game and check us out at tealtownusa.com Thanks, everybody, and have a great night.